Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Road Bike Action Radio, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas on the line with road bike editor Neil Shirley, and we are talking Taiwan KOM. What an epic event. <laughs> that's putting it that's putting it mildly. <laughs> I know that's not even close. <laughs> so I, this show's about you, but I've got to talk a little while here. So Taiwan, again, researching this event, uh, they say there's 200, 200 mountains along uh, a ridge and uh, I'm looking at the one you climbed. I believe it would be pronounced Heiwan, and it starts yes. at zero meters at the Pacific Ocean, climbs to 3,275 meters, and culminates with a gradient averaging 70% over the final 8K. That's insane. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, just just that final 8K alone, if it was its own separate climb, would be brutal but then when you add in that you've been climbing for over 40 miles going uphill for 40 miles leading into that it's pretty soul crushing (laughs) (laughs) how did you find out about this i mean what an amazing event yeah so um i i saw a uh, a youtube video someone was showing it to me like as just like look at how brutal this is. This is insane. And it was a video of someone going up the 27% pitch in the last five miles of the race. And I was like, that, that's insane. Where is that? And so that's when I first found out about the Taiwan KOM. And it's the, this year was the fourth year of it. And it, it was started by the Taiwan Tourism Board to try and show off the beauty of of the area, but also kind of the brutality of it as well. And I guess when you have a mountain where you can climb, you know, eleven over eleven thousand feet in fifty miles, you have to do something with it because that, that's there's nothing else out there. Even even Haleakala in Maui is only ten thousand feet of vertical gain. So this is this is a completely different animal. And I would think Taiwan would be difficult to get to, logistics. I mean, there's a lot involved there. I wouldn't have expected this to be a huge event, but there were 310 entrants. They've got people from Pro Tour, UCI Pro, Continental uh, Continental Racers from Asia, Africa, Australia, Europe, the Americas. Why so big? Well... For one, I think it, it goes back to that the the draw for the I think for the average rider is just because it's kind of uncharted, like no one has ever done 
something, you know, unless you've done that event before, you've never done a climb like that. Um, so that's one. But also, you know, the the going through the Kuroko, the Kuroko Gorge, it is the most amazing scenery I've ever seen in my life. I've traveled to a lot of countries, you know, ridden a lot of roads. And that is, there's a road going through this gorge where there should not be a road. It is car, the road is carved through the cliff. So you have these rock overhang outcroppings that you ride through, lots of tunnels, some like one lane tunnels unlit, just some of the most fantastic stuff you could imagine doing on a bike, not to mention the road is closed at that time to, to traffic. So you have the whole road and it's, it, it almost takes some of the pain away from doing a 50 mile climb, the scenery, because you're just, you're looking around being in, almost in disbelief with a lot of it. Um, and then, then the third thing is that, it's $31,000 to win that. So you get a huge draw of professional level riders. Um, and so that, that in itself, you know, they pay to the top six and it's, it's one of the biggest paydays, you know, in cycling. Now I saw the KOM winner of the Vuelta a España was there, but I didn't see his name in the final results. Um, no, Omar, he ended up getting, uh, he, the two of us actually got dropped at the, at the same time, kind of, we made it about the, about 10 miles to go in the climb. And there's some attacks started going in the group and there's maybe 25 riders left in the front group at that point. But, and there were, I think, 412 starters. Um, so it just, you know, the, the group just keeps getting, cut down, cut down, cut down, as you can imagine, for an event that for the winter is over three and a half hours of, of climbing. Um, so we ended up getting uh, uh, dropped from the front group together, and then I was able to um, ride the last the last bit, the steep stuff, at a, at a little higher pace than he than he did. But, you know, it's his, it's his off-season. I'm not sure how how fit he really was coming into it but having you know having a name someone like him you know that's that's a that's a pretty big deal now you were 30th out of 412 how did you train for something like that and i've got to say when you said attacks and there's a average 17 percent with a 27 percent pitch it makes me laugh even yeah that. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um you know un unfortunately i don't I didn't have a lot of a lot of time in my schedule to do a lot of focused training. I did um, two weeks before. I would say is the one the one training ride that uh, that was really focused on the KOM challenge, and that was an eleven thousand foot day. I just tried to get as much vertical gain and as short a mileage as I could, and I think I did eighty five miles with about eleven thousand feet of climbing um, at you know pretty pretty hard tempo to threshold effort on the climbs. And, and I figured that, you know, as long as my weight is, is light, you know, that's about as prepared as I, as I could be with, you know, with work and family and everything else in, in life. Now I'm wondering, did you get out on the gravel Palooza course where you've got some really steep pitches? It seems like 
the steepest pitches that would be comparable to uh, Haywan would be off road in the U.S. Yeah, no, you're you're definitely you're right. Um, something like on Gravel Palooza that that would be the the closest that that I would find around here. The the one thing that is really hard to train is that con- continual tension that force on the pedals that you get going uphill where there's no there's no let off there's no coasting um there's no soft pedaling on the flats or or a downhill you just have that consistent pushing on the pedals and that is what really wears you down and then by the time you hit the steep pitch not only is it steep it's just that you've been having even the workload up until that point has been so high and by then it's it's even for the even for the top guys it's it's really just survival at that point now there was no recovery at all no flat stretches no rolling part of the climb yeah there was there was a two mile descent um leading in to the the final eight kilometers um, Which so you just have to climb back anyway. Re- yeah, that was the only respite, and that's. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what that. Uh, I was really happy with that. <laughs> that was great to see. But then, you know, in the back of your mind, you know exactly what's coming after that. You know, you've read the race bible. You've seen, you know, the the last ten k blown up, and, and uh, that's what everyone talks about is, you know, getting getting to that last 10k and then that's you know for at least the winter that's where the race really really starts um so it was man it maybe it's not the hardest event i've ever done in my life but you know at the time there's you're riding as hard as you can and it's it was almost four hours of of climbing which is you know it's pretty spectacular i was trying to you know, on the, the steepest pitches at the end, you want it to be over so bad. But then I was trying to, to tell myself, well, this is an experience and an opportunity that so few others get. Enjoy it. Take it for what it is. And once it's over, it's it's going to be over. You know, it's going to end at some point. But try and, try and enjoy it to the best you can, to the best I could. And, and that can be challenging. But uh, it, it, it was Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
honestly, it was a fantastic day that, you know, had been a bucket list event of mine for the last couple of years, ever since I saw that YouTube video. Now, how did you warm up going into this? I know there was an 18K neutral start, yeah. but even that's climbing. Yeah, so I, I, I honestly didn't do a warm-up. Um, it starts at, um, starts at 6.30, so it starts quite early to begin with. Um, and so I just used, uh, I used the start as my warm-up. I just made sure to ride at the front and ride out in the wind a little bit just to have a little bit of tension. Um, you know, on the pedals so I could, uh, you know, get, get going. Cause as soon as, you know, you, you ride along the coast in the neutral section, and then as soon as you turn inland is really when, when you start the climb and the, the flag drops and the race is on. And that's when, you know, there's immediate attack. So you need to be warmed up to a certain point so that you don't lose position. And the last thing you want to do is fall back, you know, a hundred spots and then have to try and make extra efforts to, to get to move back up through the group. So I was able to stay, you know, well positioned in the in the top twenty pretty much the whole the whole day until uh until I just couldn't hang in there anymore. Yeah, I would think that passing on narrow road like that would be really difficult. Yeah, and and honestly the, the speed you know, you'd think you know, you're climbing for so many hours, you would think that there, you know, the pace wouldn't be that high at parts, but the pace was on the entire time. So you're you're climbing at speeds, um, you know, in the 15 to 18 mile an hour range, depending on you know how steep it is at the moment. And, and the last thing you want to do is have to move in the wind because when you're climbing at those speeds, aerodynamics is still still an important factor so staying you know staying in the draft and not having to use any extra um, effort is is pretty much the name of the game to to survive as long as you can what equipment were you on what bike were you riding wheels gearing? yeah so i was i was fortunate that uh i was able to um to get a to get a scott addict sl um 2015 road bike and just out of the box, that bike is already like 13 and a half pounds. But I wanted to make it, you know, make it a project bike and do some fun things with it. And so I, you know, Mavic got me a pair of the new Cerium Carbon SL tubular wheels. Um, so just right there with those that wheel set, that was uh, that was half a pound weight reduction right there. So all of a sudden I was down to 13 pounds. And then... Um, I got I put on some some Richie um some Richie carbon handlebar seat post saddle stem and overall that was about another half pound as well. So I had a I had a 12 and a half pound bike um that I'll tell you what when you know when you're fresh and you feel good I think it climbs like a rocket. And then what was your weight? Uh I was right around 150 pounds. Um, which is a good, that's a good weight for me. You know, I've been, I've been a few pounds lighter than that in the past, but you know, that's kind of, that's a, kind of peaking my weight. So I, I was happy with, I was happy with my weight. Um, I would say if, you know, going back, if I, if I had the opportunity to do the event again, um, a couple things that I would, I would change, I would try and be a couple pounds lighter because, you would. At the end, it's so steep that every pound makes a difference. 
Um, so going a little bit lighter there and also, you know, trying to, trying to add more intervals into my, my training program, you know, without, without doing many, um, or any road races anymore. I, I definitely have lost, um, the, like the, the very high end, you know, I can stay at threshold for, for a very long time. Um, but having to go above that really, really hurts me. So, Adding in more VO2 level intervals would, uh, I think, could have helped when when the attack when the attack started flying. What gearing were you using? I had a mid compact, um, so a 52-36 up front and an 11-28 on the rear. Um, and in hindsight, I, I could have done a straight compact up front. Um, that would have that definitely would have helped um, having that a 34. 28, you know, that that could have come in come, come in very handy. And then how were you able to get food? Was there rolling support? Were there feed areas? Yeah, there there were two feed zones um where you could grab a bottle. You know, some of the some of the top riders had their own feed zone support, which, you know, I didn't I didn't have anything like that out there. So I was kind of at the mercy of whatever I could, whatever I could grab, and I, I did get one water bottle. Um, and it's, um, in terms of food, I had a first endurance EFS flask for for calories, and that had 400 calories in it. And then that's usually what I take for events where, um, you know, races or or, or hard gravel events. Um, when I don't want, I don't, I don't want to have to have solid food because it's when you're riding it, you know, when you're riding at that level, it's really hard to to eat a bar, um, and and then actually digest that as well. So, with the kind of the liquid calories, uh, I I tend to prefer that route for for some of the hard events, and it works out really well for me. Your feeling when you saw the finish line. <laughs> Um, that the last uh, the last kilometer, you have a lot of time to think about that um, about that finish line because the last kilometer is probably I'd say about ten percent, and by then you're you know there's there's nothing there's nothing left. Um, so that last kilometer takes probably you know it feels like ten minutes. It's definitely not that, but you see the, the finish line way in the distance. You do. Um, <laughs> That's what I was wondering. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, you know, fortunately I was, I, I was empty, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't bonking. I wasn't cracked. I was, I still felt strong. I just, you could only just ride so hard. And, and there are a couple, two riders in front of me, um, uh, one, a Philippines national rider, um, that was, completely cracked and he was kind of paper boying across the road in front of me just to get up it so so i had uh i I had him to kind of shoot for and uh to target to try and pass him and i got by him and that helped inspire me and then like the last 50 meters you kind of give it everything that's left so get out of the saddle for 20 meters and then drop your head and crawl in the, the last 30 but uh it was it was a really it was a really nice moment to finish and you know such a such an accomplishment um, because I you know this has been a goal for for a long time to to do that and complete it and 
this year they had more finishers than they've ever had, but typically they only have about a 50% finish rate. So, you know, just knowing that so few people really get through it and then to, to be one of the ones that does make it was, was a really nice, you know, is a really nice feeling. Now, at the beginning, you said this was a bucket list event. Is it in the bucket, or might there be another bucket for it? You know, it's one of those things. It, it At first, I was thinking, okay, it'll be, you know, one and done, and it'll be a great experience, and I'll, I'll move on. But then you, you finish, and, you know, I, I'm happy how I did, but you also – I'm – I'm competitive, so I'm like, man, it, it can be better. I know, I know how I can improve now. Um, so, <laughs> we'll see. You know, there's always that part of me that that would love to go back and um, and kind of improve my result, put in a faster time. So, we'll see if that opportunity's there. But it's it, it was really a wonderful, wonderful trip from from start to finish. Gravel World Champion. Gravel Palooza, Taiwan KOM, really special season for you. How do you top it next year? <laughs> That's the fun part. Um, you know, there's there's so many incredible events out there that I just really I, I want to continue diversifying and mixing things up, and you know, trying to keep the challenge going and and. You know, these events, they just seem to pop up. And, and so I'm excited what, you know, where that might take me next year. We will, we'll find out. Editor of Road Bike Action Magazine, Neil Shirley, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you so much. Road Bike Action Radio, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 